0: You're listening to the Comic Book Informer Podcast with Vince and Raj, a podcast for everyone from comic nerds to comic noobs. You know who you are. Now here's your host, Vince.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to issue 221 of the Comic Book Informer Podcast
0: coming to you on June 30th. How's it going this week, Raj? This week, ever since I saw that Super Golden Friends video, it's been spectacular. (laughs) That's all you've talked about for the last two days now. (laughs) I even rewatched the pilot of Golden Girls today, just to see if it still holds up, and and just because it's been on my mind since seeing that video. (laughs) It still holds up. It was still funny.
1: Well, this week (laughs) is uh, pretty big for news because Marvel had a wonderful idea that they were going to announce all of their big post-Secret Wars series in Previews magazine, so that when the magazine came out, everybody would get to see it. Well, of course, retailers got Previews magazine a couple days ago, and everything immediately leaked out online.
0: Hmm.
1: What were they expecting? (laughs) But... We actually have a really interesting lineup, and I want to take a look at a few of them real quickly here. Just running through the list. uh, We're getting a new Carnage series. I really couldn't care less about Carnage, but it's written by Jerry Conway, and he's been doing the new .1 uh, series for Amazing Spider-Man, which has been pretty good. So um, I'll give it a shot. Venom Space Knight. (laughs) Say no more. I'm in. (laughs) Uh, For the record, all of these are new number ones. We have a new Ultimates series, not being set in the Ultimate Universe, but just a team called the Ultimates. Written by Al Ewing, who's been doing great work for them lately. Art by Kenneth Rockefort. And the team consists of Black Panther, Monica Rambeau, Blue Marvel, Miss America Chavez, Captain Marvel, and Galactus. What? Galactus? I'm in. (laughs) Uh, pretty much everything Al Ewing has written for Marvel has been spectacular, so I'm definitely going to check that out. You'll be very happy to see we have a Web Warriors series written by Mike Costa, art by David Baldian. It stars Spider-Man India, Spider-Ham, Spider-Gwen, Spider-Man Noir, Anya Corazon, Spider-Girl, and Spider-UK. So it's all the uh, leftovers from Spider-Verse are getting their own official series after Secret
0: Wars. I'll read it. I... I don't know, some of the other ones that we've read have kind of left a little sour taste in my mouth now. I My my enthusiasm for the Spider-Verse offshoots aren't what they were during Spider-Verse, sadly. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, the uh, second issue of the Spider-Verse Secret
0: Wars tie-in was a good step up, so if they can continue in that direction. I'm talking more about the stuff like Silk and spider Gwen, right. which I personally have found to be a disappointment it might be that my hopes were, in fact, too high, but I don't think so. I'm looking mm-hmm. at the strength, the quality of the writing during the Spider-Verse event versus what we're getting now. So that's why with this year, I'm still I'm, I'm on the fence. We'll see. Right.
1: Uh, Spider-Man 2099 and Spider-Woman are both
0: continuing uh,
1: as they are currently. Daredevil, Charles Soule is taking over as writer with uh, Ron Garney on art, where apparently Daredevil gets a new apprentice in the form of Gambit.
0: <laughs> I- <laughs> That was a nail in the coffin for you, wasn't it? <laughs> first nail was Daredevil. Second, Gambit. I do really like Ron Garney's art, though. So I don't know.
1: I'll check out the first issue, I'll tell you that much. Uh, Howling Commandos of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, this series is so weird. It's probably even a little too weird for me. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> Uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Dan Slott's going to continue writing Peter Parker, as he should, with Giuseppe Comicoli on art. Definitely taking it in an interesting new direction. If it was anybody other than Dan Slott, I'd be worried. But got to have some faith. Mm -hmm. Uh, We already know about Spider-Man number one with uh, Miles, with uh, Brian Bendis and Sarah Pichelli. Ant-Man is coming back. Silk is coming back. The new Uncanny Avengers, written by Jerry Dugan, art by Ryan Stegman. Uh, the team consists of Peter Parker, Spider Man, Quicksilver, an unknown female character. It looks like Katana from the DC comics, but obviously that's not right. Brother Voodoo, Steve Rogers, Rogue, Human Torch, and Deadpool. And we'll see. Uh, nothing particularly exciting, but yeah. you never know. Uh, the new Uncanny X Men. Team consists of Magneto, Psylocke, Mystique, Phantom X, and Sabretooth. So maybe has some sort of a, like an X-Force vibe almost. Unfortunately, it's written by Colin Bunn and art by Greg Land. Bunn I run hot and cold on and we all know how we feel about Greg Land.
0: I thought this was the one that was being drawn by uh, Ramus. We're getting to that one. Okay, I thought. It, sorry, I thought it was this one here. No, it's not uncanny.
1: Okay, the all new Wolverine, which uh, is X twenty three in the role of Wolverine, written by Tom Taylor, art by David Lopez. I'm in. Definitely, definitely. The all new X Men has the uh, written by Dennis Hopeless, art by Mark Bagley. It's the teenage Beast, Cyclops, Angel, and Iceman, along with X twenty three. So, kind of continuing what's been going on there. The Extraordinary X-Men, written by Jeff Lemire. This is the one with art by Ramos. Team consists of Iceman, Storm, Colossus, Magic, Young Jean Grey, Nightcrawler, and Old Man Logan. Yeah. It's, it's like they made a comic just for us. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and we're also getting an actual Old Man Logan series uh, written by Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino, who's been doing the Old Man Logan Secret War series on art. So pretty excited about that. Yeah. Nova is coming back with a new writer, Sean Ryan. Not familiar with him, and I'm sad to see Jerry Dugan leave because I loved what he was doing with the character. Oddly, Karnak, the Inhuman character, is getting his own series, but it's written by Warren Ellis, so who knows? Mm -hmm. Uh, Hawkeye is coming back with the same creative team, Jeff Meyer and Ramon Perez. New Captain America comic, Sam Wilson in Captain America, written by Nick Spencer, art by Daniel Acuna. Not a big fan of either of those, so I'm probably going to pass there. We got our New Avengers, written again by Al Ewing, art by Gerardo Sandoval, which is pretty exciting for me. Interesting lineup here with uh, Sunspot. Uh, He's kind of bringing the New Avengers into, uh, because he purchased AIM in the comics. So it seems that that's the direction they're going. Other team members include Hawkeye, uh, Clint Barton, Hawkeye, Songbird, Wiccan, Hulkling, and oddly enough, Squirrel Girl. But again, Al Ewing, Gerardo Sandoval. I'll absolutely check out the first issue.
0: You've mentioned Hawkeye a couple of times, just completely off topic, but just for a moment. Did you read any of the Ultimates and the second one? No. Okay. Because at one point, obviously, you must have heard, spoiler, Hawkeye gets killed, but it's the Ultimates one. And -hmm. it's like really getting to Tony. And you know how there's been the two Tonys having conversation, <laughs> Right. <laughs> the one from quote unquote, our universe turns to the ultimate one and says, apparently you guys liked your guy a lot more than we liked ours. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: we're getting a new Illuminati series from Josh Williamson and Sean Crystal seems to be focusing on uh, super villains. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Scarlet Witch is getting her own series by James Robinson uh, Star-Lord is continuing with Sam Humphreys. Guardians of the Galaxy is cons- continuing under Bendis and uh, Valerio Schiedi. Uh Changes to the team roster. Star-Lord is now a woman. I'm going to guess it's Kitty Pride, although maybe his sister. And The Thing from the Fantastic Four is joining up. Hmm. Well, that's weird. Uh, yep. Uh, Spider-Gwen is continuing. Miss Marvel is continuing. We have the new Drax series, which I really don't care about. Uh, Angela Asgard's Assassin is continuing, which is very exciting. Yeah. Uh, Howard the Duck is shockingly continuing. Oh, come on, people. <laughs> uh, Deadpool is continuing, of course. New Squadron Supreme series from James Robinson and Leonard Kirk seems interesting. I might check that one out. Mighty Thor is continuing the previous Thor run. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is continuing. We have a new Vision series coming from Tom King and Gabriel Walter. Uh, Uncanny Humans is continuing. Uh, oddly enough, Beast is joining the team. Contest of Champions, which is either late 80s or early 90s. It's kind of taking all the leftovers from Secret Wars and throwing them together into a big whatever it is. But written by Al Ewing, art by Paco Medina. On that alone, I'll at least check out the first issue. We have Captain Marvel. Uh, It was announced last week that Kelly Sue is leaving Captain Marvel to focus on her own creator-owned work. So there are some huge shoes to step into, and I think they made a good call. The writers on this are Tara Butters and Michelle Fazekas, who are pretty much unknown to the comic world but they're the showrunners of the Agent Carter series oh nice that is a great fit
0: very nice
1: and they're bringing in Chris Anka for art so they they know that they have a lot to live up to and think they're doing a good job there with the creative
0: team that's awesome actually I'm looking forward to reading that
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, we already know about the all new all different Avengers we have Doctor Strange written by Jason Aaron art by Chris Bacallo I will read a Chris Bacallo Doctor Strange series
0: (laughs) no kidding (laughs)
1: We have The Totally Awesome Hulk, written by Greg Pak, unfortunately drawn by Frank Cho, and we don't know who the Hulk is. I'm glad to see Pak back on Hulk, but Frank Cho, like, come on, not my thing. Uh, A-Force, we knew, was already continuing, and uh, The Invincible Iron Man by Bendis and David Marquez. So that's what they've announced so far. There's theoretically another 10 to 15 series that uh, will be announced over the coming months. There's some exciting stuff in there, and... Some not-so-exciting stuff,
0: but... And they had, what, months to rename A-Force? Yeah. Months. They could have fixed this. This ship could have been steered right. (laughs) They chose not to. I'm happy it's continuing,
1: though, outside of Secret Wars, because, as we said, what we read in the first issue, we liked, except all the Secret Wars-related stuff. (laughs) So hopefully they can do something cool with it now that uh, they're out from under the... Umbrella of the crossover. Yeah. Enough Marvel. We've got more DC comics to talk about. Again. <laughs> Don't worry. This is the last one. <laughs> First of all, we have the new Justice League of America number one, written and drawn by Brian Hitch with an army of inkers and colorists behind him. Brian Hitch, mediocre writer. Great artist, usually, but this wasn't up to his normal par from what I've expected of him. I don't know if it had to do with all of the other people working on the art with him. But for a 50-plus page comic, this really didn't do anything for me.
0: Same here. Same here. And... Like, we don't actually talk about the Justice League all that often. We've talked about Justice League 3000 for a while when mm-hmm. it was out, and then I would mention it as I was reading it, you weren't. And we've mentioned Justice League a few times, but we really, it's not one of our regulars that we talk about all the time. Which isn't to say, and I'm going to speak for me because I can't speak for you, but mm-hmm. I, I think I probably do, isn't to say I don't like Justice League stories. I would really In like fact, to like it a lot more than I, I currently do. do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Justice League stories. I really, really do. And uh, well, as an example, one of our favorite cartoon series is the Justice League series it's that ran. for One of the greatest ever. And it was put spectacular. Out. Yeah. So I mean, you can really love Justice League stories, and we do. We're not getting those. We're not getting those at all. And this, this was a mess. This was ju- not just eh, didn't do nothing for me. For me, looking at this, I thought this was just a hot mess.
1: I, I wouldn't go that far, but it was it was pretty scattered and all over the place. And even by the end, you're like, oh, you know, that's
0: I don't know. Maybe that, if you're by, maybe that is you're the super definition to DC, this was a big deal. But like, <laughs> I was like, oh,
1: that's where they're going.
0: Okay. Everything you just described is the definition of a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen here. hotter messes. That's true. <laughs> but that doesn't dispute the fact that they're both hot messes. Just one is a little messier than the other one. Mm-hmm. So I, I I thought this was horrible. I did.
1: My big question here is I perfectly understand them wanting more than one Justice League series. There are how many different X-Men series or Avengers series. But those focus on different combinations of characters. Why do we need a second comic with this exact same combination of characters? That's my big question.
0: Don't look to me for an answer. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. Don't do it. It was worth a try. Yeah. I mean, I can't just shout to the universe and get it. Expect months. an answer.
0: Yeah. Just as much of a chance as getting a good answer, though. There, yeah. I, the only thing that would fix this, which should have been what this is, is a, you know, a reboot and a new writer. Well, mm-hmm. That's what we got. And it ain't working out.
1: I mean, I get Brian Hitch wants to move on beyond just artwork. He wants to stretch his writing muscles and I approve of him wanting to do that, but he's not quite ready for the Justice League. Like, I I read his creator-owned series that he came out with a few years back and I wasn't even impressed by that. Yeah, this,
0: again, there's not Mm -hmm. much more I can say and I don't want to sound just very negative for this person. I'm sure they spent a lot of energy, blood, sweat, and tears on this. That's all well and good. But my opinion of it is not very high. Here's the thing, like when I was reading it,
1: especially the second time when I was going back through it for my notes, it read to me of like, OK, Brian Hitch wrote a whole bunch of scenes that he really wanted to draw. That's actually.
0: That might be possible,
1: because there are a lot of these big, you know, like the the layouts, of a lot of the scenes are fantastic. But like I said some of the pencils weren't quite as tight as we've seen from him in the past. A lot of that has to do with a lot of his past series took several months to come out. So he's on a tighter timeline here, I'm guessing. But yeah, we said everything we need to say there. Yeah. But we haven't finished talking about the Justice League because we're moving on to Justice League 3001 written by Keith Giffen and J.M. Mateus, art by Howard Porter and Hi-Fi. Is that I haven't read this series in several issues. So
0: you were lost.
1: <sighs> I wasn't lost. Like it was pretty easy to pick up what was going on. But yeah, a lot has changed since I last read it.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm glad that I had read it. I thought that, you know, not that they'd necessarily be starting from scratch and, mm-hmm. and for new readers and all that, but closer to. Yeah, this is like literally like, in is, the middle of an ongoing storyline. <laughs> this may as well just be a continuation of 3000. Why did you need 3001? Which raises a good question. It's been a year. Why did you need 3001? Seriously? You can't believe that crap because then they'd be renaming their freaking comics every year. Well, they damn it's near a do. It's a brilliant idea, isn't it? This, yeah. <laughs> 3001 just meant there's no point to it. Anyways. Hey, I'm sure it sucked in some people to buy it because it's the number one, but they would have mm-hmm. been confused as a I I would
1: hope people are getting smarter about that at this point.
0: Mm-hmm. I... Yes and no. It's it's not about being smart because you've got a lot of people who they're trying to bring True. new people yeah. in. So those new people coming in don't have that experience to know that this is just DC screwing with you. And that's what it is. I, the issue as it was, I enjoyed it um, mm-hmm. because I've been for the most part enjoying uh, the Justice League 3000 stuff. So... I'm still enjoying it. There were the the things that I wasn't crazy about towards the tail end of the three thousand run. There's a little bit of that in here, but not nearly as much as what was in the tail end. I'm Mm -hmm. quite certain once they introduce Booster and Blue Beetle, I'll lose interest again. But (laughs) so they're also
1: bringing back Supergirl.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that that.
1: that, that's actually interesting to me. Yeah,
0: I like Sinestro, the Playboy Sinestro. That was hysterical.
1: One of the big things about this issue, though, is the ongoing debate about Green Lantern, who last time I read the comic, Hal Jordan was the Green Lantern. Clearly something happened there. And we now have Guy Gardner as the Green Lantern, but Guy Gardner in the body of a woman. And this ongoing debate among the members of the team over whether or not he's a he or she's a she. And it it really didn't work. Like, it didn't come across well at all.
0: Yes and no. I actually wasn't as, um, it didn't bother me as much as it bothered you, apparently, because because they had Superman taking the stand of the jackass bigot Mm -hmm. and Batman being the voice of the Which does fit his character exactly. It it does, yeah. The only one that was uh, borderline was the new Flash which mm-hmm. is coincidentally in the body of a woman right now. But that one was a lot more only elements of the flash were tossed in to make her fast. It's still, she was close. Yeah, so it's not, not it's not the same thing, but she's the one that's kind of arguing with Batman about it at one point kind of thing. And, um and so she's the only one that's like, is she supposed to represent the uneducated populace that's, confused about this. And when I say uneducated populism, I'm not trying to, I'm not saying ignorant. I'm just saying you're arrogant about this subject because you haven't looked into it or whatever reason kind of thing. Not everybody is ignorant about this kind of thing. Some people just don't know. So, but it's about time that they do. And we are in a time right now where that is being pushed a lot more right now in some very fantastic ways. We're getting a lot of progress but there's a lot more to go. So seeing it in here was it was cheap in terms of how oh, they're using something that's going on right now that's timely to give this kind of some some imper- importance and also to integrate it and to make it easier for us to to get invested in the stories kind of thing. So it was a little cheap them doing that, but I again, because of how it was handled, and I also think that it had to be handled. -hmm. Because he's in a female body, so they had to address it, so that they could address how they're going to address him going forward, kind of thing, you know. So, so it didn't bother me. In fact, I quite enjoyed it myself. I absolutely agree that it's a point that needed to be brought up, but
1: they haven't done anything with it so far. It's been starting an argument, and then oh no, no, we're not going to get into that. So. At some point and preferably very soon, it needs to have a resolution because right now why? it's just kind of almost like a gag
0: no, to me. I don't see it as a gag. But why does it have to have a resolution? And I say that not as someone that would like there to be a resolution to this in our reality, in real mm-hmm. life, so that transgender people don't have to be you know, oppressed and have all this, this hatred thrust upon them. But in terms of the comic book, in terms of a story, that reality is there. So the fact that Batman has to argue with several people about this and him being the voice of reason Mm -hmm. and them still not cluing in kind of mirrors reality. No, I I,
1: I don't disagree. I don't think Uh, that there
0: needs to be a resolution because, you know, it's the the character is maybe with the, 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 the Flash uh, character, maybe. But with Superman, if, if he's Superman just an idiot. wants
1: to remain a bonehead and ignorant, exactly then but you know, at least make that a plot point. Like, okay, establish that he's wrong. Don't just like keep playing it off as a no no. We're not getting into that right now. So yeah, but who's I, gonna I, say I, that
0: he's wrong? They, they they can't there's nothing no one that can say you're wrong unless it's a this is a character yeah. who says it. It's just you can't. It has to be the reader Who, by virtue of their own common sense and intelligence, realizes that, oh, okay, well, Batman is obviously going to be the voice of reason here, and the others are just going to be jackasses. That's how it's explained in my mind.
1: I don't know. We'll, We'll see. I'm just a little apprehensive about it. Yeah. And the final comic we're talking about today is We Are Robin, written by Lee Bermejo, art by Jorge Corona, Rob Haynes, and Trish Mulvihill. Uh, This is taking a, what I thought at the time was a throwaway character from the Endgame storyline in Batman, uh, the little kid that he rescued from his Jokerized parents. And we're now following him as he's living the life of essentially an orphan. His parents aren't dead, but a lot of the people who were affected by the Joker toxin are still missing. So he's going through the system, having a hard time adapting to life. He knows his parents are out there. He's convinced that nobody's doing enough work to actually find them. And it, it, it's just he's going through a lot of troubles as you know this young teenager in this horrible situation that he's now found himself in. The first issue, like as far as establishing everything, I was like, okay, it's getting me into the story, getting me into the character. And I'm actually really interested in seeing where the series is going to go moving forward because the idea of these, we've seen, okay, we have the world without a Batman and what do they do to make up for that? But having the young people of Gotham actually stepping into the role of Robin, I find that to be a very interesting story hook.
0: Now, in my defense, there are a few Robin comics that came out. Basically. i mean not the have damian read, one i read the son of batman one and i was like god i know you hate me vince but why are you making me read this I, I didn't read that one well i did it was a robin title i stupidly read the wrong one i can talk about it if you want
1: please go ahead because i if you have nothing to say about we are robin i've pretty much set my point
0: this was not nearly as good. <laughs> but we don't like Damien, so that's not very surprising. I will say this. He's less Damien than he normally is. So he toned down the Damien for this. He he still is Damien. There's still a lot of Damien in him, but he toned down some of it. So it, it was... I mean, it, it starts right in the middle of a story which is cool I like that let's just boom let's get in and it's an adventure that he's having so it's not like it's going back to some massive story art that's going on kind of thing so I, I, I kind of like that or unless if it is I just haven't been reading it which is altogether possible there's so many bad titles so but uh, it, it just felt very much like a a story for him there's some flashbacks with Grayson with him but even then only for a little bit this is very much a Damien story and the man bat <laughs> so it, i mean i can't say much about it i i wasn't crazy about it but that's because of damien the actual story well told i just okay. hate the characters so frankly i'm not going to read the next one of this okay well your homework for next week <laughs> i'm not reading we are robin well maybe I will. we'll see we'll, we'll see how, how much you're laying in bed yeah. this week yeah, if there's nothing else to read maybe i
1: will uh, we'll see because i don't know how much of what's out this week you're gonna want to read right. there's a lot out but maybe not a lot you're gonna want to read as for what else we've been reading tell me you read gotham by midnight
0: no i didn't actually oh my got god, it. i haven't read it yet though this issue was
1: so good <laughs> different artist um I'm mm-hmm. hoping Temple Smith will be back because his art style was a lot of what we loved about that series. Yeah, maybe they're just giving him another you know, little bit of time off to catch up. Still very good art. Still kind of fitting with the theme of Gotham by Midnight, but it's not the same. Uh, but story-wise, everybody kind of coming to grips with what happened in the first story arc. Eh, yeah, it was pretty damn good. And, and at the same time, it told a very good little one-shot story, too. Cool. And the only other comic of note that I read this week uh, was Infinity Gauntlet. I said I hadn't read the first one, so I went back, read that, read the second one. Did you read the second one? No. I actually really liked it. Really? (laughs) Yes. Uh, We saw at the end of the first issue, their mom came back uh, as the Nova, and now she gives Nova powers to the rest of the family. So, you know, her husband, the son, the daughter, and the dog. You have not lived until you've seen a German shepherd wearing a Nova outfit. (laughs) And it was great. (laughs) Uh, Beyond that, the story they're telling it's, it's okay. Well, the family and their story is really the central focus, all the stuff with the gems and Thanos. I could kind of live without, although the guardians show up at the end and curious to see how they're uh, working them in like the character designs on the guardians in this particular setting too. But yeah, not, not a terribly exciting week.
0: Okay. My turn. Your turn. How caught up are you with um, Injustice, year four? I am caught up. Okay. It's been freaking awesome. Yes, it's been It quite has good. been really good. The stuff with Montoya was great. Mm-hmm. Like, really good stuff. I'm curious what uh, he's doing with um, Luther, how that's going to pan out kind of thing. Because for a story of this magnitude going into year four, I'm quite surprised at how little we've seen of Luther compared to what I think I thought we would see of him kind of thing. Mm -hmm. He's fairly important character in that mythos. So you would think that he'd be a lot more present. So I think a lot of it is still trying to remain
1: into continuity with the video game, which takes place after the comic series. So I, I think they can't do a lot with him to keep him into the position where he needs to be for the continuity.
0: Right. That's possible, I guess. Um, and Batman with a beard, he's awesome. Bruce can pull off any look. <laughs> I, I'm guessing you are liking the stuff with war and all of the Greek stuff being tossed in with the uh, the gods and whatnot.
1: It's okay, but the actual like trial by combat part of it and the twist that they threw in uh, with their choice of champions, I really liked that one. <laughs> yeah, that is su- that is such a Batman thing to do. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I like the barb. I, I didn't like that Barb got quote-unquote fixed, but I liked that Batgirl's going to be there. It's kind of a mm-hmm. catch-22. Like, we, we love Batgirl, but we also love Oracle and hate that they had to fix it when they didn't have to fix it kind of thing. So, this here is... in the thing. video
1: game, so it had to happen. Yeah, great. I know.
0: So, it kind of... I, I, I was really enjoying having Oracle in this story. Now I'm going to have yes. to enjoy having Batgirl in the story and try not to miss the other...
1: Well, at least she has good motivation this time around, <laughs> you yeah. know, after everything that went down with her dad. Like, I can see Babs stepping up and going, okay, let's do this. Enough is enough.
0: Yeah. But it is freaking awesome. I I am enjoying it quite a bit. Uh, I tried reading some of the other DC new stuff, like the freaking Harley Quinn and Power Girl. Oh, you poor thing. Oh, my God, that was horrible. I did not finish it. I couldn't. I, there, there was just no way. It was absolutely Horrendous. If we haven't talked about it on
1: this podcast, I haven't read it. As far as the new DC stuff is concerned,
0: the new Constantine is actually not bad. Um,
1: I'm trying to. I think I read that, but I had a hard time getting into it for some reason.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's not nearly as good as some of the other stuff he's done, but I was enjoying certain aspects of the story quite a bit. Um, Ming Doyle and James Tinian the the fourth. Mm-hmm. So that. Probably with the creative uh, team,
1: it's just one of those things. I expected to like it more than I did.
0: Right, right. Okay, I, I haven't given up
1: on it, but it it also wasn't really worth mentioning, as far as I was concerned. Ah,
0: okay. Um, are did you read yet the first Armor Wars? Because I told you to read it. I still haven't gone back to that one. Why do I bother telling you to read things?
1: I read Infinity
0: Gauntlet. (laughs) All right, this is still cool, and it's giving us yet more clues kind of as to the armor and why everybody has to wear the armor. More so what happens if you don't wear it. <laughs> it mm-hmm. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um but some really cool stuff going on in this issue. So I gotta tell you of all of the um the, the secret worlds Offshoots. This is one of my favorites. I, I really I'll have to enjoyed give it another the... try
1: because I, I read like half the first issue and it just wasn't working oh, for see,
0: me. I dug it. Dug it. Uh, not so much digging the E for Extension. Ooh.
1: Uh, I I looked at that and went
0: nope. <laughs> I I did not. I wasn't crazy about this. <laughs> it's the same artist. It must be. I didn't actually look. That does the Manhattan Projects. No. It's not the same one? No. Manhattan
1: Projects is uh, Nick
0: Patara. Well,
1: and this was Ramon Villalobos. Okay. Well,
0: they're. Nick Patara is damn, a lot better than this. <laughs> damn close, though. Yeah, I admit they're damn close in styles. Um, yeah, this was. I mean, it wasn't horrible but it wasn't that great. I certainly I won't be reading the next one and I wasn't I wouldn't recommend it, but it was horrible. And just, uh, just
1: I look at it and it's supposed to be kind of a follow-up and reinterpretation of Grant Morrison's new X-Men, which I've kind of gone back and forth on over the years. I'm kind of, I'm more in the okay, it was pretty good camp at this point, but from what I saw and the the little bits of like the previews I read, it didn't even recapture that. It was just Kind of its own thing with similar-looking costumes.
0: And scary-looking people. I don't think I've ever seen an Emma this scary. (laughs) This is, (laughs) wow. A a, a 70-year-old woman should not be wearing these outfits. (laughs) I I know that she's 70, but wow. She'll fry your brain, man. And a pudgy cyclops on top of that, too. (laughs) Some of this art you're looking at and you go, what the hell is going on? (laughs) This is wrong on so many fronts. (laughs) Um, The second, uh, I did read the second Deadpool. The one where he's (laughs) recounting the original Secret Wars and that he was actually there and stuff. Did you read the first one? No. Okay, I'm spoiling this simply because I told you to read it and you didn't read it. And I said it had one of the best page panels not ever but it's a damn good one and if you're a deadpool fan then it probably is one of the best ones you've ever seen and it's a full page panel that shows deadpool i think he's got like a he might have a, his regular pants or he might be wearing jeans i can't remember without a shirt on and no mask and he's completely healed and he's like got an axe and he's chopping down trees or some lumberjack I can't remember exactly what it was. But, yeah, it's Wade completely healed up. And he's got, like, this blonde hair. He looks like a young Robert Redford kind of. (laughs) That's why when I looked at it, I was, oh, you magnificent bastard. Look at you. (laughs) And he's got the mustache and everything. And in here, it's the same thing. And you find out the person that healed him is that alien that Colossus fell in love with, that was healing everybody during that series. Well, she healed his disease so that he had just regular skin. He looks normal. Interesting. So that kind of continues here. And so you see this, again, regular-looking Wade on this crazy adventure.
1: just to be that guy, you can't cure Deadpool because his healing factor is broken. His healing factor works in overdrive and the only reason he doesn't die from it is the fact that he has the cancer so they kind of balance each other out
0: all right seriously sorry it i had to say it okay first of all (laughs) to counteract your nerddom and i'm going to be removing any gaps in this uh, I need to check something. <laughs> oh, this should be good. Ha! So there, combating your nerd them, I will say that Deadpool didn't even exist prior to ninety one. So in the first Secret Wars, he never <laughs> even would have been there. So this is all a fantasy in his brain. And so him being healed is legit and it works because in his brain, he would be able to see it as such in his fantasy world. Ha! Suck on that, buddy. You know what? You're going to give it it to me? Yep. Good, because that's all I got. (laughs) (laughs) If you progress with the argument, my knowledge of Deadpool is pretty limited. I have to wiki that.
1: You made a strong argument. I'll let you have that.
0: I did go back and read that last Gotham Academy. Maps Mm -hmm. is awesome. I'm not going to say I like Damien, but. I I will never say I liked Damien. I think my words were, this is the least I've ever hated, Damien. And in that regard, I agree. Art in this issue was spectacular. Yes. Absolutely loved, loved, loved it. What else do I have? I think I have a couple very quickly. Did you read Prez? No. The first teen president? No. It's horrible. Don't read it. That was fast. There you go. Okay, moving on. Next. (laughs) There was one more I was going to mention, and I cannot find the goddamn thing. Oh, I tried to read that All-Star Section 8 as well. I should have grouped that in with the freaking (laughs) other DC stuff that I tried to read and couldn't get through. Oh, my God, is it ever horrible. Oh, the other one I was going to talk about was actually, in fact, I read the Justice League of America and I was going to mention it. Okay, that's it. I'm done. All right, then. This week's new releases, Marvel is releasing
1: everything. We have A-Force number two, Amazing Spider-Man 19.1, Darth Vader number seven, Future Imperfect number two, Giant-Sized Little Marvel AVX number two. I still haven't read the first one. I need to go back. and I hate myself for not reading that one. A Groot number two, Princess Leia number five, the final issue of that miniseries, Red Skull number one, Secret Wars number four, Secret Wars Batter World number one, Secret Wars Journal number three. Hope you like Secret Wars. <laughs> You've got Secret Wars in your Secret Wars. <laughs> Ultimate End number three, Extinction Agenda number two, and Years of Future Past number two. God. <sighs> From DC, uh, they got a lot of stuff coming out. The only ones that uh, particularly interested me Action Comics number 42, Batman Beyond number 2, Detective Comics, and Green Lantern 42 for both of those. From Image, Chew number 50. Tony versus the vampire. Enough said. Deadly Class, number 14. Nailbiter, number 14. We Stand on Guard, number 1. Actually, really excited for that one. And The Wicked and the Divine, number 12. From Boom Studios, a new series coming from them. The Spire, number 1. Written by Cy Spurrier. That's all you need to tell me to get me to check out a first issue of something.
0: Yeah,
1: Uh, From Dynamite, Bob's Burgers, number (laughs) 1. And from IDW, Onyx, number 1. Not entirely sure what it is. The preview didn't give a whole lot of info, but... It's a non-licensed comic from IDW, which we don't see very frequently. So check it out. And Teenage Mutant
0: Ninja Turtles number 47. I'm actually looking at the cover of that Bob Spurger. I saw it today, and I sent it to a whole bunch of people I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bob's Burgers, Check it out. So that's going to
1: wrap us up here on this episode of Comic Book Informer. As always, you can find us online at Comic Book Informer or on Twitter at ComicBookInformer.com or on Twitter at CB Informer, uh, If you want to hear more of our video game talk, we had a great episode of For the Lore last night. We only talked about four games, but we had plenty of time to really get in and discuss them, and one of the ones we talked about was the latest Batman Arkham Knight game. Uh, Roger had a lot to say about that, as well as our co-host Joe. I haven't played it yet. But if you're interested in that, check us out at ForTheLore.com. And until next week, thanks for listening.
0: You're gonna to have to actually get one of the endings right. One of these days, you know that. Eh? <laughs> Where's or the fun I can in just, that? I could just record it. I can just record. It. No, I refuse. I refuse. One of these days, I'll record it without telling you. <laughs> you'll finish the new releases, and I'll press play, and you'll be like, "Hey, hey, hey! I'm here. I'm in the room." <laughs> I might mute. Uh, I'll mute you. <laughs> oh, no, <so. laughs> Make sure to stop by comicbookinformer.com and let the guys know what you think in the comments. If you'd like to hear more from Roger and Vince, check out Popcorn Ronin, a bi-weekly movie, TV, and anime podcast, as well as For the Lore, a weekly gaming podcast.